Can you read my lips? Can you? You've seen it now, haven't you? I can come in anytime I want. And I can get you anytime I want. But I'm not going to. Not until it's time. When you wish you're dead, that's when I'll come inside. Do you understand me? Nod your head if you understand me. Good. Then we can have some fun. Enjoy it. Welcome, Welcome to, to Sleep the Light Podcast. This is the host of the oh. most, Mike Macphistus. Oh. How's everybody doing today? We are doing great, guys. Welcome back to a new episode of Sweep the Leg. Who gave you permission to take over the intro? Me, after we recorded this like 18 times. Woohoo! What's up, guys? Welcome to another new episode. Super pumped to be back behind the mic. And it's one month later. You and I did an episode last month. We did the American Pie series. Not No, not series. We did one through four because for us it ended at four. And we're back to discuss a secret movie today, which I am super excited about. And T-Mac is with me as always. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. And she is actually doing good considering yesterday was her first day back to high school, which is really stupid that it's on a Friday. She went back to high school instead of a Monday. So why don't you tell the folks, how was your first day of school? My first day was just terrific. I had to help my freshman cousin go to each class and make it to my classes on time and run into my ex-boyfriend like four times and just walk right past him. It was great. Ex-boyfriend? Yeah. We're not going to say names because that's confidential. Well, could the ex-boyfriend thing be a possible theme for an undercover or under undercover underground hour hello i don't even remember the name of my show on the next underground hour episode drops at the same time as this episode and it's top 10 breakup songs inspired by t mac over here gave me the idea after she broke up with her boyfriend Yeah, because he liked my best friend. Uh, Well, we'll get into that because maybe we have a music spotlight song. Yeah, Yeah, we can get into that. (laughs) So why are we here today? So here's the deal. The reason why I didn't want to announce the movie we're doing today is because I know the STL audience. We have half of the audience who absolutely loves these kind of movies and the other half who doesn't. My job today is to get the other half of the STL Nation that doesn't like these kind of movies to watch this particular movie because it is so, so good. What we're talking about today is a movie called Hush that came out just a few years ago, and it's on Netflix. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say this is a horror film because this movie is very different, and it is very, it's very, it's very much a suspense movie. And there's a lot to talk about, and the whole point of this episode is to get into huge detail on this movie without giving anything away. How are we going to do that? That's going to be the trick. 
But you guys will understand why we love this movie so much. This is something that we uh, came across about two months ago, and we finally finished it this past uh, this month, uh, a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, not not really. What last week we finished? It was this? like Thursday. Thursday. It was like Thursday or Wednesday, right before we went back to school. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, yeah, this movie is is awesome, and I can't wait to talk about it. But in the meantime, before we get talking into, uh, before we, oh my gosh, I am rusty. Before some. we run into our movie review, we're gonna start with some news. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. You make me vicious. Watch as I make the pain my mistress. You can call me Miss Malicious. I'll dress you up in stitches. No, I cannot resist this. If it don't hurt, I get suspicious. I like to take the knife and twist it. Yeah, my love is sacrilegious. What doesn't kill me makes me vicious I'm not gonna break up and take all that you can get This is survival of a sickest I'm not afraid when the pain Watch out cause I'm vicious Alright guys, so for this particular section of the news I want to talk about uh, a few things so, for starters, I want to talk about the announcement of the two new Halloween movies that are coming, which Tabby and I are very, very excited about. So, as you know, 2018 Halloween was a movie that we really, really loved. In fact, it was our last movie review, and then we like had months and months and months of not recording, and then we came back and did American Pie. So, um... Well, no, I mean, we did Halloween, and then after that was the year-end episode with Jameson. Yeah. And then that's when he reminded me, dude, you haven't done a movie review since Halloween. So uh, very excited because Halloween Kills, which the only thing I don't like about this is the title. I love the title of the final movie, which is Halloween Ends. Yeah. Halloween Kills, I'm like, okay. There's so many things that could happen. Yeah, like I mean, with the title, I, I'm guessing that there's going to be a ton of stuff that happens that's shocking in this movie, and does a lot of twists and turns, and then Halloween ends, wraps up everything that is established within the first movie of 2018, and then Halloween kills, and then Halloween ends. So the cool thing is everybody's coming back. So we have the same writers, the same director, Jamie Lee Curtis, the granddaughter, her daughter. And John Carpenter officially confirmed that he's coming back to do the score. So here's what's really awesome. In our review of Halloween 2018, we specifically reviewed a section of the score that is our favorite called The Shape Stalks Allison. And we just absolutely love, I think it's actually our favorite score, even, you know, as much as we love the theme song, that's our favorite piece of the movie. And multiple reviews that we've watched on YouTube People have pointed that out, which is pretty sweet. We recently got into a bunch of YouTubers called We Watched a Movie, which has we been watched a movie. Yeah, which which these guys have been around forever. And it's Mike and Jay, and these guys are super funny. They're awesome. And I don't usually get into YouTubers, but 
there's two YouTubers that I'm officially in now that we just can't stop watching. And, and Mike and Jay are completely in love with the Halloween franchise, and I watch their stuff for anything news-related for that. They have this real funny segment of one's Dr. Loomis, one's Michael, but they have this weird relationship, and it's just hilarious. Yes. Yeah. And um, but they specifically pointed out about the piece that piece of music, and then another thing called death, uh, dead. What is it? Death kill or death count? Um, oh yes. Death count is a super. Oh no, fun, it's kill count. Yeah, kill count is a super by dead by dead meat. Uh, is the channel name is dead meat, but the show is kill count. It's a very awesome, well put together YouTube channel. And the guy is super funny, and what I love about him is he loves everything we do. He loves wrestling, he loves uh, horror movies, and he, the way that he reviews a movie is awesome because he does the insults like so, like he says it so yeah. calmly that like you don't, you have to pay really close attention <laughs> right. to find out if he doesn't insult. Like Mr. Mustard Suit over there, you know, <laughs> just like stuff like that. It's just he's so good, but it's what's awesome is he or goes, Mountain Dewy, <laughs> yeah. He goes through the movies and he the, the whole point is to establish how, at what time there was a kill, how it was done, and then at the end he calculates it all together, men versus women, the ratio, and then based on the time of the movie, how many kills you got per, per, minute. per, per minute, which is a very super, uh, super fun uh, show to watch. The reason we watched is because I watched him compare the Halloween movies, uh, which was pretty sweet, and that's how I got into his channel. But you know, we recently rewatched Halloween 2018. I'll tell you this: so I kind of gotta, you know, I gotta get into this. So Tabby loves Halloween 2018, and yes. I and I love Halloween 2018, and when. It finally came out on Blu-ray and we showed it to my wife. Of course, uh, you know, Tabby loved it. And here's the thing. You know when you're passionate about something and you really love something and you really want the people that are the closest to you to really love that thing as much as you do. And when they don't, it kind of hurts. But you never tell the person. So that's kind of how I was when I was watching the movie with my wife because she didn't really like it too much. She had a lot of problems with it and I got very defensive with it, which is something that I is one of my bad character, you know, characteristics, characteristics is that I get very defensive on stuff that I love. I, I used to be real bad, like back in the day in my teenage years, if somebody didn't like my ba a band of mine, I was like, you're stupid and I, I would just go off and I'm like well I have an opinion I'm like I don't care if you have an opinion I, my opinion is always right that was always my attitude I was a very douchey kid so I've tried to grow up and realize that that's the reason why God invented menus because everybody has a different taste you just have to surround yourself with the people that enjoy and like the same thing that you do if somebody doesn't like something that you love, hey, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that because it's their opinion. Just find somebody who likes the same thing as you so that way you guys can, you know, talk about it. So the cool thing is me and Tabby, we have grown to love this movie even more the more that we watch it. Now, we're getting to the point where, I mean, we haven't watched like 20 times, but we're also like, we need to save it for Halloween. And yeah. I'm to the point where I just want to watch part one and this, 2018. I don't even want to watch the rest. But in rewatching it, I fell even more in love 
with the movie. And before I used to have a major problem with Dr. Sartain. The cool thing is with my wife not liking the movie, she explained to me why she actually liked the doctor and she gave me her perspective. And when I took her thoughts and saw where she was coming from, I actually understood the character better and I could actually, it actually flowed better for me. So now he doesn't bother me as much, which is why my enjoyment for the movie went up even more. So, you know, I've now learned that if somebody doesn't like something, I'm not gonna get pissed off. So it, it, like I said, my wife, usually her and I, we like and love the same thing. So when she doesn't, it hurts. And I'm sure there's some of you guys out there listening that you really want your wife to like something. And when she doesn't, it hurts. That's kind of where I was at with Halloween uh, 2018. So rewatching with Tabby, she's like, she's more in love with the movie. I'm more in love with the movie. And I don't care what anybody says. So that being said, everything that I said in the year-end episode, I take back. I love the movie. It's fantastic. I probably would have made it my number one movie of the year. So there you go. Needless to say, super pumped for the two sequels. Now, I did say we don't need Jamie Lee Curtis anymore for stories told. However, obviously they must have pitched some sort of idea for a trilogy if she signed on to do three movies, right? Does that mean she dies in Halloween Kills and then in Halloween Ends, the two women get the revenge against Michael? We don't know, but I cannot wait to find out. And we just won't show your mom. So there you go. I'm happy with it. it. The way I look at it, we have two Halloween movies coming out one year apart that you yes. and I get to go to the theater for. Your very first Halloween movie you ever saw in the theater was 2018. You loved it. So chances are you're going to like the next one. Yeah. And I'll finally get to see Halloween again in the theater. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. So I'm really happy that the same people are coming back, the same director, writers, and the cast. So when you have the same people coming back, Blumhouse, see, another reason why we're doing Hush is it's a Blumhouse movie, and Blumhouse is becoming one of my new favorite studios. I love these guys. So needless to say, I cannot wait for Halloween uh, Kills. The only thing I think, I just think the title's stupid. I think they could have come up with something more creative, but maybe it's supposed to represent there's going to be a lot of crap that goes down in this movie, and you better you better buckle your seatbelts because you're about ready to hit a wall. That's kind of where I think this I'm is going. I'm curious to see the kill count on Halloween Kills. I know, right? I feel like there's going to be so many more kills in this movie. And then, getting off topic, so uh, I need a favor from the STL Nation. So, if any, out, if any of you out there play WWE 2K19 or you're going to be playing WWE 2K20 on your PlayStation 4 or your Xbox, whatever the case may be, if you are not a super card player, could you please <laughs> send me your code that you get when you open your uh, you know, your case? There's going to be a QR code in there. And uh, my wife and I, we've been playing this game for years and I really, really need the codes that are in here. Now, I'm buying this, but the more I get, the better off my deck's going to be. So if anybody out there is going to be buying the WWE 2K20 coming out, hook a brother up for all the years of entertainment I've given you. That would be, you know, that, that's the best way you can uh, pay me back is send me a QR code, will you? That'd be, uh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's the matter? Are you surprised I'm asking for uh, yes. a little handout? Yeah. 
hey, at least I'm, you know, I'm not asking for money. I just yeah. want, a, I just want a QR code. Hook a brother up. So that that would be amazing if if you guys could uh, help me out with that. So hit me up on Facebook. Send me a message. Go in the group, whatever. And uh, it comes out in two months. So anything that you can send me would be amazing. So. Well, guys, that's it for news, and I cannot wait to dive into our movie review of Hush. So here we go. Check it out. All right, guys, let's get into our review of Hush. Now, Hush is a movie that came out in 2016, which is written, directed, and edited by Mike Flanagan. That might sound familiar to you because some of you on Netflix watched The Haunting of Hill House, which has really awesome reviews. Still a show that I need to check out. Also uh, was part of Oculus and a few other stuff. Now, he always has his wife in his films, uh, Kate Seagal. Now, she's not related to, uh, you know, the mom from Mother uh, Mary with Children, but it's really awesome to see the performance that they do uh, in this film. I should refer to her. Now, this is a Blumhouse movie, and immediately when Blumhouse logo hit, before the movie ever started, I was like, oh, man. I think I'm going to love... Well, let me t tell you actually how this started. So I walk in and I think I was coming home for, for, lunch. for lunch. And there was this scene that happens uh, right off the bat. And somebody gets, uh, you know, gets stabbed. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? And she's like, oh, well, she's a, she's a blind... Or not blind. She's a deaf and mute girl. And there's a killer that's coming after her. I was like, huh. So I watched like a good 20 minute, minutes of it. I was like, hey, can you like stop this? Because I really want to see the rest of this. And Tabby actually walks in and sees the scenes that I did. And she's like, she was supposed to go, I think, swimming that day. Yeah. So then we all decided, okay, let's go back and watch this. A couple weeks go by and we never, ever put it on. And I finally said, hey, I want to see Hush before, you know, before Tabby's got to go back to school. So we decided, you know, in the last week that we were going to have some movie time. And when this movie starts off and you see the Blumhouse logo, I was like, oh, we had just watched Halloween 2018 the day before. So we were like on a, I was like on a high. I was like, oh, this is no wonder I'm liking this movie. What's funny is the scene that I saw happens like eight ten min minutes into the movie. Yeah. Eight, ten minutes into the movie. I was like, wow, I didn't miss much. Now, here's what's here's why this movie is something that you need to check out, because this movie is it says it's silence. And then when you think of a quiet place, the whole movie is based on everything being quiet. Well, the reason why it's called Hushes is because our main star can't hear anything and she can't speak. Um, when she was 13 years old, she got uh, bacterial meningitis, which took away. Um, which, you know, which took away her hearing and her able to speak. So she can read lips just fine. She's also a writer and she actually wrote a book and her next door neighbor, because uh, she's like out in the woods kind of all by herself, but her next door neighbor isn't very far away. You know, maybe, I don't know, a, a distance away, but not like so far away where you can't see the house, if that makes sense. And she comes over right off the bat and they do these cues of like pay attention to where this is going or this like this device, a.k.a. like a phone. This device is being put in this spot or this is being introduced into the story. And I bet you it'll come and play later. Everything you see in this movie 
is used throughout the film, which is awesome. Now, the movie is only 81 minutes. There's a ton of crap that happens in this movie. It's a very fast-paced film. I would say it's almost too fast. Yeah. Um, what's your uh, overall impressions of this film without giving anything away? <laughs> so when I first heard the title of the movie... I didn't, like, think I was going to like it, especially after what my mom said on how, like, it's, like, she's deaf and she can't speak. So I'm like, well, how is this supposed to work then? But then as the movie went on and, like, the beginning of the movie, it helped a lot because then I realized how it's going to work. So... The best way to explain it is this. You hear... You'll hear sounds like you would in any other movie. It's not like this is this is 100% silent. You're going to hear sounds, everything like that, and then you're going to get her perspective. So, for example, she's cooking some food. You're going to hear her making the food. You're going to hear her cooking the food. But then you're going to get her perspective where she doesn't hear anything. So it's that kind of filmmaking where you're going to get both. You're going to have the normal film that you can see hear everything right but then you're going to get her perspective on things so this killer is called the man in the credits so i don't want to spoil anything except say this this movie just starts with the next door neighbor getting killed and then he tells her he basically doesn't know that she's that she's deaf and can't speak until he walks into her house and he sees that she's having a conversation with her sister and her sister's doing sign language and that's where he catches on. Now, right off the bat, you think, well, if he's going to kill her, why doesn't he do it in the house? Well, he's going to get into that, what his motivation is. But that's kind of what is amazing about this movie is... The motivation behind the killer is there isn't a motivation with the killer, if that makes sense. There's a motivation, but it's not like we need to explain this guy. He's going to give some motivation, but man, it's so hard it's to explain. It's so hard this. to explain. Let's just say his name is the man, but he but he ain't no Becky Lynch. Okay, <laughs> let's put it let's put it there as as my boys uh, as my boys said. So, um, man, there's this movie is so freaking amazing. This is, oh, here's why it's so good. Okay, so she is a writer. And in the beginning of the movie, she explains that she, she doesn't have writer's block, but she has this voice in her head that plays out multiple endings. And she has this book that she's currently writing. And in her, she's at the very end of it and she's stuck. But if you look to the to the right of the screen, she's got six different endings all figured out of what she wants to do. And you hear this voice, which the voice, you'll find out later who the voice is, which that's a really awesome. When that when that part happens, you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And you need to keep that in mind in regards to she plays everything out in her head. That's part of her gift, if you will is that so i'm not going to give anything away more than that just know that this is a very smart woman even though she dis she's disabled without being able to hear or speak 
this girl is very, very talented. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying. No, no, I'm saying. Um, so what's really great is there's a lot of tension that is built up in this film. Um, as you can tell from the clip that I played, the guy specifically says, can you read my lips? She's and she'll nod yes. And he's like, I can come in whenever I want, but I'm not going to. I'm going to I'm going to mess with you to make you want to die. So that's essentially his motivation is to mess with her to the point where she she just wants to end. She it. wants to end it. And that's where you're going to get your cat and mouse uh, part of the film. Now, the reason why I say that this isn't a horror film is because typically if this would be a slasher film, you'd see a lot of, you know, uh, Bodies, bodies, and gore. yeah, bodies, gore, exactly. This is a psychological thriller of a woman who is disabled, how she is able to take on a person who is trying to break into her house. Now, her house is all full of windows. Again, that was something that was bothering me. I'm like, dude, she's got windows all over. This guy could break in whenever he wants. They will deal with that in the film, which is pretty interesting, but. It's the way that she is able to come up with these ideas of how she's going to get out of the house. That's what makes this movie so fascinating. And the reason why is because the husband and wife played out this entire movie in their house. And and Mike Flanagan would figure out ways, new creative ways to break in the house. And then they would use that for the film. But then, of course, when they got the house that they used for the film, they had to change a few things. Now, the guy who actually plays the killer in the film, uh, his name is um, John Gallagher. John Gallagher. Now, I recently saw him in Peppermint. He is the cop who tries to uh, who tries to stick up for Jennifer Gardner and she hits him over the head uh, in the ambulance when she takes off. So it was very interesting seeing this guy. Evidently, he's been playing. Uh, he was in um, a couple different films um, that were horror related. Uh, Cloverfield, like the Cloverfield sequel that was on. Um, what was oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. He was in that. He was also in uh, the newsroom. So a lot of people know him from that. But I recently know him from Peppermint. And he was very interesting in that. Now, this movie has a budget of one million dollars. And it's pretty surprising that it's only on Netflix. I wish that this thing was released, you know, bigger. I mean, it's Blumhouse. They could easily have done that. That's what they do. They take films, they make them cheap, and then they release them, and then they're successful. You got to see this movie because, man, it is just so freaking amazing. And I want to tell you enough to get you to watch it, but I don't want to give away anything away. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. This is what sucks because... In these reviews, typically you expect your audience to have seen the movie, so you want to get into the details, get into the spoiler section. So you know what? Maybe we'll just do that. We'll do the first half. Yeah. Uh, Non-spoiler. Non-spoiler. And then the second half, we'll the do a half, warning. The second half, we'll do a warning. And we'll get in spoilers yeah. because you know what? Yeah, that's what I think we should. Uh, that's what I think we should do because. You guys really need to see this movie. Now, there's some of you who aren't going to give a crap and they're like, I'm not ever going to watch this movie or I don't care about spoilers. So you're going to stick around for for that, which is fine. That's awesome. Maybe after you hear the spoilers, you'd be like, man, I got to check that out. So 
let's let yeah that that sounds like a good idea because yeah. i didn't actually think that i wanted to do that i was like i'm gonna spend this whole review trying to convince people to watch a movie that i can't talk about how the <laughs> hell am i gonna do that so that that makes me feel better so uh in the non-spoiler closing thoughts this movie for me is an a plus this would be a five-star film this is easily in my this is now in my rotation for the halloween horror fest um, what I enjoy about this movie is this isn't a, a gory horror film. This is a, a crazy suspense movie that keeps you on the toes from the moment that the movie starts. This 81 minutes goes by super, super fast. The, the actress, Katie Seagal, who plays Maddie, is super charismatic, super likable, and she is a tough, she's a tough-ass chick. And... The stuff that she does to the man, a.k.a. not Becky Lynch, is pretty freaking amazing. So the guy who plays, what I dig about the guy who's the killer, he knows his limits. He knows that he's not a big dude. He knows that he, again, I got to get into spoilers, but this is a guy who who's a killer but knows his limits. That's what I enjoy about that. So in your non-spoiler thoughts... Uh, go ahead. What, what would you? I think that overall this movie was amazing. When I first saw what I saw, I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I actually did because I didn't know the beginning. So it really just helped that I rewatched it, like a hundred from start to end, so I knew what was going on. And then after I watched it, I 100% enjoyed the movie. Yeah. So what's your rating? An A. Okay. Fair enough. So um, I know this was very vague review. I know you're pissed. I know you're like, what the hell did I just listen to? <laughs> I get it. Okay. I typically don't review a movie like this without talking about it. So this is very difficult for me. But trust me, if you've enjoyed the movies that you have listened to on this show, and I tell you that I love this movie, you need to go check it out. If you've agreed with my thoughts on almost all the reviews you've listened to, then you are going to enjoy this movie. But if you listen to Mike Mack and you're like, that guy, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't like his thoughts. I don't like his reviews. Then you're not going to like the movie. So it's basically plain and simple as that. If you if you like the stuff that I do, go watch this damn movie now. Get some Netflix, pay the five bucks, and just watch this movie. Cancel your subscription. I don't care. Hopefully you still have Netflix. I don't know. I know they're jacking the prices. But this movie is amazing. Go check it out. So that is it for our non-spoiler review. Let's jump in and talk some spoilers. So, warning in three, two, one. All right, so we're in spoiler territory. Okay, so going back to the beginning. So, movie starts off, and uh, after you see Maddie doing her cooking that I was talking about, then you'll get her perspective of where she can't hear anything. Then the next door neighbor comes over and they show her, put her phone in her back pocket, and she talks about how great her book is. And she's trying to give her, she's trying to do sign language. And she's like, it's okay, I can read lips. And they start talking about her cat and um, how the cat is just has an attitude problem. 
and she says your book is so good she's like ah, i'm working on another one but i just can't figure out the ending so as she you know as her friend goes away she goes back in the house and starts working on her book and she basically starts making up all these endings that she's just not happy with and next thing you know her friend that was just over there gets slammed up against her back door and she gets stabbed uh, multiple times now of course uh, Maddie can't hear these stab wounds or she can't hear not stab wounds she can't hear her being stabbed she can't hear her screaming and the guy just looks at her he's like oh a new victim what's crazy is you have no reason why you have no idea why he's doing this that's kind of what's scary this guy just randomly is just killing people there's no motive behind it he's just doing it I guess for kicks they never get into it I guess that's what makes it so scary right that's what made Michael Myers so scary is you didn't know the guy's motivation so same thing for this guy so when uh, when he goes in the house and realizes that she is deaf, that's when he decides, hey, I'm going to take her phone and I'm going to mess with her. And he starts taking pictures of her and he starts sending it to her. And that's when she runs and locks the door. All right. So my first problem with the movie that I thought I had was there's all these glass windows around. What was your thought process? Uh were you thinking the same thing I was that there's all these windows this dude can break in whenever he wants? Yeah, I thought it was pretty like dumb that she had all these windows and that he didn't just break in whenever. But then like later it made more sense because on the types of windows she had. Yeah, essentially he tries to break through the glass, the main doors anyways. With a crowbar. With a crowbar and he can't break through. She's got some real heavy-duty glass, which I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. Now, they establish early on that she feels vibration because uh, the before the neighbor takes off to go next door, the uh, smoke alarm goes off because she burned her food, and there's this big strobe light that goes off. And, and it's, like, super loud. Yeah, super loud, super bright. And what's cool is, is that uh, the guy in Kill Count actually warns people, hey, there's going to be a strobe light coming up uh, when you watch it, which uh, was pretty cool. I thought that was really nice of him because, you know, people get seizures from that. So if you are sensitive to that kind of thing, uh, just be on the lookout that a strobe light is going to hit. And I think it lasts for a good 19 seconds or so, just as a heads up, if that, you know, creates a problem for you. But that establishes something she can use later on in the film against the man of taking the strobe light, throwing it in the woods to get him to go chase after it so she can take off and go do what she needs to do. But we'll get there in just a little bit. So um, basically he just tells her, hey, I can come in whenever I want and I'm going to mess around with you. Now what he's got is this crow uh, crossbow. And the crossbow is really, really hard to load. Yes. Um, as we'll find out later in the film. Um, he is basically, I forgot how. He how, has to put it on the ground and stand on it to pull the wire back. Correct. Okay, so we'll get into the details on uh, and that in just a little bit. But essentially, after he goes to the window and says, I can come in whenever I want, she uh, she basically takes off. She's in the kitchen. She grabs a hammer. She grabs a knife. She goes to her room. She barricades herself in. And then she sees a shadow. And this twisted guy 
is essentially uh, taking the dead body and having her knock against the the window, you know, the the window to freak her out. And it does a really good job, and she takes off, and then loses the hammer. She loses the hammer because what does she do? She drops it out of shock. She drops it out of shock, and then she remembers that um, the phone in the back pocket that was established in one of the very early shots of the film. So she does what you know some of us find annoying with key fobs, where your car alarm goes off if you accidentally hit it. Well, for her. That's an advantage. She's like, okay, if I can distract him with my car, I can run out to where the body is and I can grab her phone. And that's essentially what she does. She hits the fob, alarm goes off, he goes to check it out. She runs back to the room where the bot where she knows the body is. She opens the door or the window and she tries to grab the phone. Here he comes running back. And right before he grabs her, she slams the window right on his fingers. Man, it had to hurt. Oh, mm. you ever, mm, you ever stub your toe? Let alone have your fingers smashed. I had my fingers smashed in a car door by Kaylee by accident. She was closing the door. Oh. I had my fingers in between her door and my window. I was panicked. I was so scared. It was when the uh, horror store was here. Yeah. We were going in. I open. She. I open my door. I put my hand on to close my door. She closed her door right on my fingers. They bent, and you had to open the door, and I had to jam. Yeah. Out. They were all swollen. It was gross. And then she takes the hammer and sticks it right in his arm. I'm like, Ugh. oh man, it it was insane. But I mean, again, this this woman is not somebody who is. Is going to die easy, if you will. So basically, the man essentially shows her, hey, I have the phone that you were looking for. So she's like, oh, oh great. So then she, uh, right after that. Right after that, she takes off outside and that's tries when the to make a run yep. for it. That's when the but crossbow But then he hits shoots the her tree. in the leg. And then that's when they show us how he has to load it. Exactly. Because since it takes him forever to load it fast enough, that gives her time to sprint right back into the house. And yeah, she didn't actually get shot in the leg. That was a warning shot yeah. that he did. And then she runs back in the house, and that's when, um, you know, he just kind of taps on the door with the arrow to say, Ha, I can get you next time. So she runs up to the second floor window and she, she steps out. And this time she takes her flashlight. And she's going to use the light against him. So she throws it as far as she can possibly throw it into the woods. And that's when he goes to investigate. So at this point, she then uh, she's walking on the second floor to go down the uh, it's not like a ladder. It's a, like the thing, the in, thing like, in Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. It's yeah, a garden it's thing. one of those things. She walks down that next thing, you know, bam, arrow goes right. The crossbow arrow goes right into her thigh. But see, oh. her only problem is that since he he can hear obviously right and she can't she so can't. she made a lot of noise because it was all leaves exactly so that's how he knew where she was and shot her in the leg see using the sound you get to hear the sound um well no you in that scene you're hearing what she's hearing yeah. which you don't hear anything and then when the arrow comes right then that like when it shoots her like, that's it goes when like the, the sound goes back to like his little, perspective yeah. so that's what's awesome is they switch perspective of what he hears what she hears and that's what makes this movie so suspenseful is you never know who is where 
which is pretty freaking amazing. So, um, so at that point, after she, uh, she's, you know, she crawls back up there, he's going to climb up there and she actually steals the crossbow from him after he shoots her a second time. She does like this, not a backflip, but a back bend on her. Like she's, she lays, she's on, laying on her two legs and does a back bend, right? She lays on her two legs and she just like, yes, does her instincts and just goes all the way back as fast as she yeah, can. Yeah, it was so awesome because that you see the arrow just go right past her face and he thinks he got her. So that's why she, he... The way she falls right. so fast. So he starts to climb up there and she's like, no, you know, she grabs it. It shocks him. He falls down and she she's going to shoot him, but it's not loaded. So, so that's, she just runs right back runs into her room. Right back into her room. This is when we started getting like so suspense because like the window she had to climb out of, she had to roll it like an old oh, car yeah, yeah, window. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were so scared that he was going to make it in, but just barely by the time she rolled it all the way back close he got there yeah it was pretty awesome so now at this point she crawls into the bathroom because she's got to you know stitch herself up if you will she's got to put a tourniquet around her um, around her thigh so she takes her pants off she pours some alcohol I mean the wound looks real nasty uh, but of course you can't hear her scream, you know, it's from her perspective. So that was a really nice touch. She wraps it all up. And then at this point she grabs the crossbow and she sees that there's the, uh, like the math, you know, like the, 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 the four, the, yeah, the tallies, the four lines with the cross. So it's, there's like what, nine, there's 10, 11, at least 13. So basically this guy's keeping track of how many people he's killed with this thing which is real sick and what's crazy is she's trying to figure out how to load it and she puts she's messing up her hand and he's actually outside the window watching her do this and he's just like yeah it's not as easy as you think is it because you know when you watch Tim load it he put it on the ground and use his foot and she just doesn't have the strength to pull the the bow string all the way back to where it needs to lock it's like if you like ever see like like a real thing it's like when you pull that back, that wire, it, and if you let go of that wire, it snaps back and it slices your yeah. finger. Yeah, exactly. So at this point, this is where we get a new person uh, introduced, which would be the uh, the boyfriend of uh, of Sarah. Um, and his name is... Uh, John. John. And he, you know, he sees the message that's written on the... Uh, I should kind of back up. What uh, what Maddie does is she takes lipstick early on and she writes on the on the window. I didn't see your face. You know, you can leave now. Boyfriend's coming. And that's when he took off the mask and said, hey, I'm going to kill you. And you're just you're going to you're going to wait for it to happen. So uh, he sees the writing that she had did earlier. But luckily, this guy isn't stupid. And, yes. and that's what I was worried yeah, about was that he was going to be dumb. The man comes around pretending to be a cop. And immediately they start to have a conversation. He kind of figures that this guy is off. And and then what really made him believe that he wasn't a cop was when he asked for his phone. And then when he tried to hide the phone in his pocket, he said, can I have my phone back? He pulled it out and out comes Sarah's earring. Yes. It falls on the floor. And then uh, what he does is he grabs, uh, he grabs a stone 
that he's going to use. And uh, right before he's about ready to hit him, that's when Maddie starts knocking on the window. And unfortunately, that's what got him killed because uh, the man stabs the guy right in the throat. But it's like real quick. It goes in and out. And then, of course, you know, that's where he starts to he's going to start to bleed to death. But this is when uh, your adrenaline kicks in and he starts to fight this guy. And, and this is what I like is he's like, there's no way I could have taken you down. You're like twice my size. I like the fact that this killer knows his limits, that he knows like, I'm going to have to, I had to fight dirty in order to take this guy down. That's something that I really enjoy because you don't get that a lot in yeah. horror movies where the killer always thinks he's badass and he's unstoppable. This guy's like, no, I know my limits. I need to cheat to win essentially. And uh, of course this guy, he puts him in a chokehold and he just, he, it looks like he almost, he almost he took almost him out. He almost would have had it. But then just right before the man was about to die, all the adrenaline like was just over. yeah just gave up and he, he and he bled out and now we get to my favorite part of the film yeah. so um maddie goes to take off make a run for it, but with her bad legs she's not doing so well and that's when the man catches her takes a rock and smashes her face in and then i get pissed off at the movie and say what the hell just happened how how'd she die how'd so she early? die so early the, the movie's over and then there she is sitting in her kitchen talking to herself. So as I mentioned before in the non-spoilers, she has a voice in her head. Well, that voice would be her voice. Remember how she doesn't have writer's block, but she in fact has um, she has unlimited endings that she can write. So she's basically... She's playing out every, she's playing possible, out every scenario. possible scenario that this movie is going to end. And that was something that just blew me away. This is not like your typical horror slasher movie. It's like, it's mixture between your next and like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. This movie is not like a typical, because most of the female leads in horror movies aren't as smart as she is, you know? Right. Yeah. Her and the chick from your next. Yes. Those, those, those two, have man. been Oof. like the best pot. This every time I watch this scene, and I've only seen this movie twice. I mean, technically once, but I've seen it on like the YouTube channel. Every time I watch this scene, I get chills. I don't know why. It's just the way she talks to herself is like, "No, you can't do this. He'll get you this way. You can't do yeah, this. Yeah, you can't stay. You're gonna bleed out." And they show you every scenario play out of if she does this, this happens. If she does this, this happens. So finally. The final conclusion is the only thing that she can do is kill him before he kills her. And that's when we start our war about what's about ready to the happen. Hunt, the hunted becomes a hunter. So uh, Maddie's cat is outside. The man sees the cat. He grabs the cat and he's essentially like, okay, it's time for you to die so that way we can leave a message for Maddie. And next thing you know, right before he's about ready to kill the cat, and you're like, great, they're going to kill a cat. Boom, crossbow goes right into his his arm, and Maddie was finally able to, um, to load it. Well, then he runs to the house, and she mm. she doesn't get the door closed in enough time, and he smashes her fingers in the door. And it not if only that wasn't enough, then he steps on Ugh. her hand and man, her fingers are just in all different places. It's just like I said, 
it's not gory because they don't show they they show him stepping but they don't show the hand doing it it's you see the aftermath of what happened so i mean this is one of those movies that could easily be played on like 7 p.m you know abc nbc because the really it's so tame it's all suspense that's what is so great about this so um she basically you know tells him okay why don't you come in she she goes to her leg where the hole is she grabs some blood and she puts on the uh because he says now i'm gonna come in and i'm gonna kill you so then she takes her finger and she dabs it in her leg wound and she writes on her window. Do it, coward. And then he gets really, really pissed off. And that is when he goes to the car, gets out the crowbar, and crowbar. starts banging on the... That, um, right, that's how you find out that her windows are so tight. And in the meantime, she's going back to her laptop where she was finishing her book. And she actually makes a description of what this guy looks like. And she tells her family that she loves them. And I died fighting. Uh, and then she closes her laptop. And that's when we, uh, where she runs to the bathroom. Now, this is my second favorite scene Ooh. of the movie. Because um, you see glass get shattered behind her. And he, and he jumps into the bathtub behind her. Now, of course, she's not thinking he could end up behind her. She's waiting for him to come through that door. Now, here's what's awesome. This is when dude gets cocky and he starts to... This is when he screwed up. He screwed up because he doesn't know that she feels vibrations. So he makes like kind of a a smart joke and kind of laughs. He laughs at his own joke. And she feels the vibration of his laugh through her hair which then she turns and takes the knife and stabs him right in the freaking uh, Knee. kneecap, and she takes off. And uh, at this point, she's 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 feeling. I'm feeling woozy. And uh, and the blood losses get into her, and she falls to kitchen floor. Now she looks dead. So when when the man comes, <laughs> he, he starts getting happy. And next thing you know, what does he get sprayed with in Wasp the face? Killer. Wasp killer. Killer right in the freaking face. It's oh like man. Pepper spray. Yeah, Eesh. it's crazy. So then This is when she grabs the strobe light. The strobe light. And she turns it on since he's distracted. And then after she tries to get him, he gets energy back and his last this, bit of adrenaline, yeah. This is when he f- grabs this is when we all think the movie's over is when he grabs Maddie and tackles her to the floor and starts strangling her. Yeah. And she there is a corkscrew laying right next to Maddie, but she is too far away to reach it. So as she's losing breath and you can hear in the like sound effects how like her heartbeat is getting slower yeah. and slower. Yeah. That was a nice touch. I like those like little tiny touches. Yeah. Like after she's finally almost dead, her arm gets to the extension point where she can grab it. She's this is one of my this is probably one of the best deaths I've seen. She jams it right into his throat yeah this is your only gory scene of the yeah. film is but, she takes the corkscrew and as your mom's yelling at the screen <laughs> pull it out because 
it doesn't want if you, if you leave it in out. it doesn't you don't bleed out so she's yelling at the screen pull the corkscrew out pull the corkscrew <laughs> out pulls it out and then blood everywhere and dude dies instantly and then she walks out the door she has a seat because now the cops are coming because um she and what when did she call 911 i forgot uh she when i mm. It was on her computer. Yeah. Yeah. It's through her computer before she closed it. Um, she called 911 and then she wrote the description, told her, told her family she loves them, then closed the laptop. So you see the lights come and her cat's right there. She pets her cat and then and she just, just gives looks that at little smirk like, she, I won. Yeah. I defeated you. And, and it actually ends with a happy ending. And it was like, wow. And it's not what I expected. I thought Maddie was going to die, honestly. I'm just glad she survived, you know? Yeah. Because we don't, in horror movies, typically it's the guy that, you know, survives yeah. or whatever. And it's like, it's nice to see a female have like well, that females, role. Well, females I always know, live. What are you talking about? You know what? I'm talking about like in your next and this one, how like the female is like actually smart and she's not the dumb blonde right. that runs up the stairs instead of running out the front door. <laughs> that was a scream reference if you didn't know what I was talking Obviously. about. So, yeah, needless to say, um, that that's it, man. I mean, um, even though if you if you listen to this, obviously we spoiled the entire film and pro- probably, you know, for those of you who didn't really care, maybe it, it enticed you a little bit to, to go watch. Because like I said, man, it's 81 minutes. It goes by fast. I mean, this movie, it starts off. It, it, what's funny is there's only 15 minutes of dialogue the entire film. In 81 minutes, 15 minutes of it's just dialogue. That's it. It's crazy that there's this least amount of dialogue, but you would never really. It's just it's done so well. That you don't really pay attention to those type of things. I love I love the way the, the editing is done between you never get confused of whose perspective you're watching or listening to. That's what's really done very well. And uh, it, it's a phenomenal movie. I love it. I wish I would have seen it two years ago because it would have been my my number one movie of the year. I'll tell you that much. But yeah. unfortunately, I found out about this through Netflix because Netflix is the only movie is the only place that has this movie. So if you if you have Netflix, go check it out. Even though you know what's going to happen, you got to see it for yourself because there's some little there's little here stuff here and there we left out, but. It's super awesome. A plus for me. I love this movie. This is, you know, I would say it's my favorite movie of the year had it been 2019, but it's not. Came out in 2016. So I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, Go check it out. And uh, I think before we roll into the music spotlight, I think we got some emails that we need to discuss. So we get in and hear what the STL Nation has to say. Yeah. All right, so our uh, first email comes from Jameson Very Good Rabbit. And uh, <laughs> here's what he had to say Hey, Mark, it's been a while. Woohoo. Who's Mark? He's trying to say Mike. Uh... But he, well, I mean, he said, Hey, Mark, he's being a smart ass. So. Oh. Um, so I heard you were coming out of retirement, and I thought I'd write in. Not <laughs> sure if you've heard, 
But since you have been gone, there's been a new season of Cobra Kai. It's pretty cool. <laughs> he wrote Cobra with a K and the Kai with the C, which is really funny. It's pretty cool. Also, I saw that new shark flick yesterday. He's talking about 47 meters part two. Uncaged. Uncaged. Man, that thing sucked. So much unnecessary slow-mo through the entire flick. And boy, that shark looked like garbage. They obviously knew it too because you barely see it. And when you do, it looks like trash. <laughs> this franchise is worse than Sharknado. <laughs> I agree with you. The only thing that I like about part one is the way the shark looks. Other than that, I just skipped through the whole movie to the shark parts and then I just shut it off. Besides all that, did you see Hobbs and Shaw? Unfortunately, it's this is the only Fast and Furious movie since five that I haven't seen. No, no, since four. Since part four, I haven't seen in the theater. So kind of kind of crazy. But I've also had some money issues. So that that's part uh -huh. of the problem. So um, curious of your thoughts. Um, you know mine. Um, I finally checked out that uh, Skillet album you've been talking about. It was pretty good. Not my favorite, but pretty good. So before I finish reading this, can you hand me the Skillet album over there? Okay. So I'm gonna play a little. Yeah. I'm gonna play a little game here. So, sir, I'm happy you got a chance to check out Victorious. So, uh, Skillet, you guys know obviously I play Skillet all the time. New album drop. I love it. It's fantastic. It's my favorite Skillet album. However, I'm going to play a little game with Jameson, and I'm curious to see how many of these I get right. So I'm going to play a game of which songs I think he dug and which ones I think he didn't. And because he said he liked it, but it wasn't his favorite, which is cool because you know what? It doesn't have to be. But let, let's go through this. Uh, for those of you who, who listen to this album, play along. So our first track is Victor, uh, is Legendary. I think he liked it. He didn't love it because this sounds very much like, uh, you know, um, Invincible. So um, I feel it, feel it. Uh, mm -hmm. Invincible. <laughs> yeah. so, anyway, I love Legendary. Good times. Now, our next track is You Ain't Ready. So I really like that song. But I think you you were like, yeah, it's okay. You liked you liked Legendary. You didn't love it, and you thought you uh, you ain't ready was okay. Then we get to Victorious. I think you really liked Victorious. I thought you thought it was one of the better songs on the album. Then we get to This Is the Kingdom, which sounds very much like Imagine Dragons. So I can't remember if you like Imagine Dragons or not. So I'm gonna go with you like this song, but you didn't love this song. That's where I'm gonna go with that one. Okay. So then we get to Save Me. Now, let me tell you this, Jameson. As long as you loved AKA Save Me and Finish Line, we're good, okay? And Never Back Down. As long as those three are your favorites, we're cool, all right? Let me just, yeah, we're cool. All right, so after that, we get uh, Rise Up. I uh, You probably thought it was okay. You know, this song has more Jen Ledger in it. So I think you thought it was okay. You weren't in love with it. So then we get to Terrify the Dark, which this one's one of Tabby's favorites. Yeah. I think you really enjoyed this song as much as you like stars. I'll put it that way. So there you go. So then we get to Never Going Back. I love this song. And I'm assuming this is one of your favorite songs on the album. I hope I'm right. So as long as you like Finish Line more, though, we're all good. So then we get to uh, Reach. Uh, really good song. Um, you thought it was okay. Then we get to uh, Anchor. This is my least favorite song on the album. Yeah. So 
I didn't really like it. I don't think you did. So even, but from beginning to end though, this is the only skillet album I don't skip. I like Anchor, but I'm not in love with it. I Terrify the Dark is a billion times better than Anchor. So then we get my favorite song on the album, Finish Line. The Iron Man song. The That's Iron what Man I call song. It. Yeah, the Iron Man song, which is very, you know, uh, Skillet loves Marvel. And uh, they, you know, I doubt that they wrote this song as a superhero song, but it definitely has a superhero theme to it. Or in the case of this movie, our heroine definitely fits the chorus very, very well. So, and then we get to the last song, which is Back to Life, which is the most hardest song on the album. Very heavy metal, uh, very close to the resistance. I love this song. I think you really, I think this probably is your favorite song on the track, on this album. So, so there you go. That That's my thoughts, Jameson. So let's play that fun game and let me know if I was right on anything or how close I was or whatever. So, uh let's see uh what else did you see that alligator movie yet no we did not see it yet unfortunately uh or was it a crocodile movie i can never get those two straight oh okay so uh alligator and crocodile have different noses one is pointed one's rounded okay either way that movie was weird i don't think i'd want (laughs) to get eaten by either If I was going to get eaten by an animal, I'd probably choose a penguin. Why not birds? They're pretty cool, I guess. Uh, In other news, I just picked up some new Funko Pops that I couldn't pass up. It was uh, the Little Shop of Horror line. Pretty cool stuff. Anyways, congratulations on your return to podcasting. We're going to miss you. I hope you return again. Have a good one, Matt. Jameson, very good rabbit. Good times. Okay. So, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of retirement, no, this is not my retirement speech from STL. So I love doing this show. Unfortunately, you know, we're never gonna get to the heyday of back in like four years ago where I was doing an episode every week. I think one month I had like seven episodes. It's never gonna be that way again, unfortunately, just because. You know, now you're in school. We're dealing with your health because we had to make sure you got to stay on the insulin pump. You know, yeah. we were having some issues, so that was high priority. We had a, we had a. And then the older I get, the more you know harder it's gonna get. Yeah. Um. You know. My birthday's in ten days. Yes. Did you know that? Happy early birthday! And then uh, for for Tabby's birthday, you guys go watch Hush. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, my, I know my wife, my wife doesn't get any, any better. So, um, so here's the thing. Um, this podcast costs money. Okay. Um, it's a very expensive hobby because as fun and as amazing as it is to do, you have to pay to have your podcast hosted so people can download it. Now, I'm never. I'm not one of those guys that are on saying, "Hey, support me on Patreon, pay my bill." Which I'm. I'm happy for whoever does that. More power to you. It's just something I never want to do. Cause number one, I play music on this show. Those, you know, and it's all copyrighted material. So I want. I. I don't want to sell anything. My goal is to promote. Uh, and and to say, hey, go out and support these guys. Buy their music. You know. So I know that I could the moment that I get money for this show is the moment that I break any rules whatsoever and my show definitely gets shut down. And we never want that to happen. So there will never be a day that I will ask for money for the show. However, there are a few things that I'm going to be doing, which is um, I got two other podcasts that are currently on the feeds 
that uh, I am going to have to cancel. So um, Changing Channels podcast is a podcast I had for a long time. And, you know, Jameson and I, we called it quits. But that feed has been going on uh, since it died. I eventually put, a, you know, a, another show on there, which was a, a Christian music, you know, rock podcast just to play some positive music. And I, I, I changed it over to that, make some noise. But I haven't done an episode for that in forever. And I'm going to cancel that feed um, by the end of the month. So if there's any Changing Channels podcast episodes you want, make sure you go download those because they're going to be gone forever uh, after that. And then our Night Rider show, which is uh, Jump and Michael podcast, which you know I love doing. Um, we haven't done an episode in four, four to five months. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to cancel that show because... I love I love that podcast. I love doing that show, but we never have time to do the show and it's hard to do it's you know plus it you know Night Rider's over. It's not like there's new episodes. <laughs> but it's also the most expensive podcast that I currently run because with STL I got locked in a price seven years ago and that price doesn't change. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be canceling the feed of Jump In Michael Podcast and I'm going to throw those episodes on STL and I'm going to just say STL presents Jump In Michael Podcast. So whenever Tabby and I decide we're going to watch Knight Rider and we're going to actually do that podcast, it's going to be on the Sweep Delay podcast feed. So that way, since this is Masoonist Entertainment, you might as well get your entertainment all in one place, right? So it, that saves me money because guess what? There's weeks that go by where we have like five dollars and eighty six cents to get and us through. And then when we go to Walmart, it's like we go to Walmart with five dollars. Yeah, that, there's weeks where luckily I get pay, we get paid in the household once a week, but with four people and when sometimes your wife can't work as much, you know, I do full time, my wife doesn't, and sometimes she misses work. Those weeks become hard to manage when you're trying to feed the family so sometimes i've gone to walmart with five dollars and 36 cents and be like okay how am i going to feed us for the next two days so if i'm having ramen noodles money taken out for a podcast that i'm not doing that's just stupid so by the end of the month i'm going to be canceling uh jump in michael podcast and i'm going to be canceling changing channels that will give me some money back into my checking account i can keep stl going because i have no plans on retiring this show anytime soon. I'm hoping just to continue what we do, which is once a month, maybe a little bit more than once a month. But the goal is not to cancel STL, but the goal is to centralize everything into one feed. So you got one subscription. And if you like Underground Hour, great. If you don't, don't listen to it. If you like Jumping Michael podcast, great. If you don't, don't listen to it. But at least it's all in one feed and it'll all be named as it is, which is, you know, the STL, STL Underground Hour, STL Presents, Jumping Michael Podcast, or, and then just regular Sweep the Lake. So going forward, that's what I'm going to be doing. So hopefully you understand. And, you know, if that, if you don't understand, too bad. So there you go. I, I need to save some money and it's stupid to put money for a show you're not even producing. So, um, but again, I want to iterate those uh, that show is not canceled. It's just being moved to this feed. And whenever we can, whenever we do it is whenever we do it. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Cool. So let's get into our last email. 
uh, which this one came through Messenger because, uh, you know, couldn't remember the email address. So that's okay. So this one comes from well, uh, Nathan, uh, a.k.a. Welty69. So good times. Here's what he had to say. He goes, um, hey, STL Podcast, Masunis and Tic Tac or T-Mac or whatever <laughs> your nickname is. How's it going? Haven't written in a while. But once Masunis <laughs> said... He was reviewing this movie. I knew I had to write in, which I never announced I was doing this movie. It was a secret. So, so how do you know? Well, that, that's what we're getting into. So just pay attention. Um, this wasn't one of my most favorite movies, but it is in one of my top 10 guilty pleasures. I don't want to give away too much or any spoilers because I'm not sure if he's going to read this in the beginning of the show or the end. But when the main character does that thing in the middle of the movie, that is so hilarious. I actually spit my drink out. And when his fiance looked at him after he did it, the look on her face is priceless. The antagonist was just enough over the top to be good. Sometimes over the top acting can be Oscar worthy as it was with this movie. The one thing I did have a problem with was the CGI and the editing. The CGI looks like early 2000s The Rock in the Scorpion King facial recognition. And the editing looks like it was done by blind monks with no arms. There were parts of the movie where the flashback came first and then it was repeated halfway. In the middle of the flashback was the forward flashback of the entire different movie. I have no idea what this means or what it had to do with the uh, overarching character. But like I said, it's one of my guilty pleasures. And unfortunately, a quote this movie, I quote this movie at least once or twice a week. Well, that was my review for the movie for Sweet Play Podcast, Wealthy 69 Out. I was like, hey, thanks. What was the movie you were review- reviewing? And he goes, kind of hard to review an unknown movie. You try it. And I was like, so he, in other words, he, oh. he just made it up. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Wait, what are you talking about? Why is my notifications going off and making noise in my microphone that people can hear? Ugh. I was so confused. I was like, hold on, wait. What are you talking about? Dude, oh, what was that guy in Jaws? The what? The, the what? The tiger shark. Remember that oh. guy that makes that joke? It's okay. a what? Okay, so thank you guys for writing in. I really appreciate it, and uh, I get the joke. So hopefully, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Nathan, you will still check out Hush because... This movie's awesome. I know you're not a big horror guy, but I think you'll really enjoy this one. It's it's definitely different and it, in its own little category, I'd like to say. So so that's it for our emails. Let's go ahead and roll into our music spotlight. All right, guys. So for the music spotlight today, um, kind of going in theme with uh, the next episode you're going to hear, which was delivered at the same time, uh, STL Underground Hour episode, which I haven't done it forever. So it's definitely cool to get one of these out. But in that episode is top ten, my top 10 favorite breakup songs. More details on that when you listen to the episode. But this is in regards to Tabby, who uh, who had her 
her first boyfriend break her heart. So now you uh, you can relate to those <laughs> broken heart songs a little bit more now, huh? Yeah. So why don't you why don't you tell everybody what happened? Okay. So I had this best friend who I knew since freshman year. He was one of my first guy friends. Well, that's a complete lie. Oh, duh. He was one of my first new high school guy friends. There we go. And I thought he was really nice. And then sophomore year, he got this girlfriend that he was telling me about. And I got really angry. So then, supposed, so then he was, nobody knew, but he was commenting on my pictures mm. or whatever. And he was dating somebody at the time. So I told my best friend. And then somebody overheard us and told his girlfriend so i was technically the reason they broke up and then a little while later he asked me out and i was just like okay so then we were together for like four months and then after i didn't see him for a month we started to well i started to lose feelings or whatever and then later i found out that he was trying to cheat on me with my best friend but my best friend is you know super duper sweet sometimes and she was looking out for me and she told me to talk to him and then i found out on what he was trying to do so that was fantastic you know now all those songs about cheating on i can relate to yeah are you gonna go carry underwood before you cheat style on his car. Oh, yeah. We were, me and um, my best friend were jamming to that in her car. We were, I was literally screaming out the window. Well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think he handled it pretty good. So, and yeah, it was see, pretty sad I, because, you know, I actually liked the guy. So, yeah, yeah, see, now I don't care. And now I'm just like, okay, whatever. You wanted, oh, and then he texted me the other day. He's like, I was going through our pictures and I feel so sad. I was like, well, why are you, why would you go through them if they were going to make you sad? He was like, I just miss, I'm not sad, but I can't explain it. I said, okay, well, explain it. And he's like, I can't. I said, okay. And then <laughs> and then afterwards, he texted me later. Hashtag savage. It's so, my, it's so my mom's line. My mom would say something like that. So, yeah, needless to say, I was like, well, we're going to pick a pretty rock. Just so you guys know, for the Underground Hour episode, I'm not picking any songs that, you know, you could pick like Every Rose Has Its Thorn and all those other Careless Whisper, all that slow stuff. I I don't do that. So just check <laughs> it out. Got time for Ain't nobody got time for that. Hide your kids. Hide, hide your, your wife. Because apparently, yeah, here I bring everybody. YouTube Vines. Okay. So anyways, I picked some amazing badass songs on there. So we're going to go with a classic that uh, you can definitely relate to Bon Jovi, You Give Love a Bad Name. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to end the show. So uh, so that's it, guys. Um, thank you so much for coming along and checking out our episode. I hope you dug it. Uh, I know you're frustrated with the beginning part because I was frustrated with that because <laughs> it's... It's so hard to explain a movie that you don't want to give anything away when the whole time, if you say one wrong thing, you give away the exactly. whole movie. Exactly. Yeah. And this, this movie is just so freaking good. So um, 
hopefully i don't know what our next movie will be i know that uh jameson and i will hopefully get together sometime in the next month or two because he's got his uh his it's time for five radio show and every year we always do a halloween episode well, together i know what um movie we'll be doing in 2020 and 2021 i can guarantee well, yeah. those but uh yeah so we'll keep you guys posted uh when the next episode will be and uh, thank you guys for writing in. If you want to write in like the other guys did, feel free to do so at stlpodcast.gmail.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Uh, if you want to join the group, just type in the STL Nation in Facebook and then answer the questions. That way I know you're not some you know bot, bot. or anything like that. And then you can come along and join. And then I got a dude that I got to give some props to. Um, this guy's pretty freaking awesome. So uh, let me pull up my uh, let me pull up my Facebook page real quick. In the here. meantime, in the meantime, listen to this nice peaceful music. So check this out, my boy Nathan Smithers. This guy's from UK. This guy is in love with STL, which is great. But this guy's awesome. He loves Karate Kid, and he has his own kit car. I'm not talking just some generic kit car. This guy has a freaking kit car. Look at this. Like an actual look, this kit? is this is his car. He built this sucker. He look at this. Built this it? is his damn kit car. Look at this. This is his damn kit car. Look at freaking plate. <laughs> look at that. He he's got built he's, yeah, he's that? got he's got the license plate on it there. This guy right here, uh, this guy is awesome. So how did how many it, it's called money, that? man. You need money. Ooh. So anyways, this guy, he, he loves the podcast, sent messages to me and Jameson about how much he enjoys the show and, and everything. And it's, it's messages like this that want me to continue the show. So whenever I have those bad days where it's just like, I don't know if I want to continue, getting messages like this, man, really just motivates you to just want to continue and just never, never stop doing the podcast. So uh, much props to you, to all my UK people and anybody else around the world that downloads. You know, obviously I only get the USA number. So anybody who's out there is all news to me and that's awesome. So I'm, I'm, I STL for life, baby. So we got dust flying around everywhere. Yeah, it's fine. crazy. All right. So, uh, so that's it. I'll let you guys, uh, you know, enjoy the music episode. I hope you dig it. It was super fun to put together. Again, it's dedicated to T-Mac over here. I also picked some of the songs that she loved to listen to that she didn't know were going to be her future breakup songs. <laughs> so that kind of helps, too. <laughs> it helps when you go through things to under like to actually understand the lyrics. Yeah, the, the song makes more sense after you've gone through yeah. it. Yeah, that, welcome to life. So, All right, well, you guys, uh, you guys have a good one. Take care. Masuna's out.
people up in the chandeliers The wine and dining, the menu is blood, sweat, and tears Everybody ready, raining duck confetti, champions are born right now Yeah. <laughs>